well, hey, we want to start. I want to start. I'm going to start. I will start. Let's let's let me reset this. You're a few minutes late. How dare you hold me up? Right. I'm like that. I'm like that. Uh, all right. So last week we talked hiring and I, and I said we would, we should probably, we could continue talking about it from the company side, but I'll be honest. I'm actually working on some stuff at work right now. That's company. Yes. Company side related. And so I actually think I want to take a rain check on that and come back to it when I've actually got this other stuff sorted out. Cause I think it's pretty interesting. So I say we, I say we punt on that and go to your list. So what do you got to talk about this week? No, that's fine. I don't, um, for me, I, I don't know. I don't know if I really uh, want to get super into doing series. Well, I didn't want to do things. No, 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 definitely not. I'm not, a, I'm not a series guy, but this it's two sides of a coin. You got the people who are, who are applying and then you people who are doing the interviewing. And honestly, I think both of them suck. No, they do. They do. Well, that, I mean, we, we spent half we spent half of last week talking about how developers are not good salesmen, mm-hmm. which I know, uh, you know, and that's the that's the value you get on this show or, or is wisdom like that. You can't find anywhere I mean, else. Yeah, you can't buy insights. These are these are insights golden. that nobody else is 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 proffering. Um, yeah. This is I mean, pure, pure genius here. Why anyone else doesn't recognize or appreciate it yet is beyond me. Yeah, well, that's that's the life we live. No, I think one of the things I wanted to talk and something that we spoke about last week did trigger this in my mind. Um, it's 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 a general. Uh, it's not just a management philosophy. I think it's it's a personal philosophy. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people love processes and policies. Some people love rules. Um, I personally, I don't know about you, but I, I I try to make as few rules as possible. I do try to make very clear what the core operating principles are. Okay. My theory behind this is that, you know, rules are always, they're, they're always exceptions to rules. They're not universally applicable and they're not extensible. So you have to keep coming up with new ones, whereas principles should transcend the day-to-day changes in business. It should transcend the specific scenario of why this darn thing is not compiling or whatever the issue is. Um, they're, they're flexible, they're extensible, and they're also, uh, it's, it's a small, finite list. They're innumerable easily. Um, so you can, you can keep them top of mind. You can document them. You can keep pointing your people to them. Um, but even there, it, this, is, this is my philosophy. Um, do you remember? So I, I don't know. Well, you will. Uh, you still use Gmail, right? Yeah. Yep. Still use. And it. and you have. I mean, as long as I've known you, you've probably been using it fifteen years at least. I got in on the beta. I'm a ground yeah. floor. Elite. The beta. No, that's that's funny elitist. though because yeah, you're an elitist <laughs> because you were in on the beta that lasted for like a decade. It did. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so I was in. Okay. A, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I was in on the beta when it was actually a beta. And not when it was a marketing scheme, because let's be honest, that was a hundred percent marketing scheme. Oh my gosh, do you have a Gmail account? Oh yeah, you know it's just ridiculous. So yes, I know what you're talking about. No, I was in on the real beta when it when it actually was an invite only, very but well, limited thing. When I got, sure. I remember. Sure. <laughs> do you, I remember when I first got the account. It came with um. It came with no invites. You couldn't add anyone to it. And then shortly thereafter, I got five. Mm-hmm. And then it became 10. And then it was 100. And I thought, what the hell is this? What are you doing? Why do I need to do your job for you? Just make it, make a damn create account link and be done with it. This is ridiculous. Well, that, that, sh- that should be anticipated because if, yeah, if everybody gets five invite codes or 10 invite codes and everybody uses all of the codes, it doesn't take long before the beta consumes the world. The problem is most of your users are not inviting anybody because they don't care to evangelize your platform. Yeah, so you've sure. got a very limited percentage of people who actually want to do that. They are your high impact people. And so you want to give them as many invites as you can. The problem is you can't tell who is to when they sign up. So you just have to give everybody a hundred codes and then look like a jerk. So you think um, it was a good thing 
that they did that rather than just simply no, I think open I, their service? I, I, I'm not saying that it's it's I'm, I'm not making a, a, a moral assertion. I'm saying that it would be expected that that would be the progression. Mm. If if you assume they're going to retain the beta status, the beta and invite only status, mm. then you have to assume at some point uh, they give everybody a, a ridiculous number of codes, because, again, I don't know. I'm making up numbers, right? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, I think, was said that 84% of statistics on the internet are made up. Um, you'd have to have a situation where a small, and you know this because you've been in the startup world for a while, most of your users don't care as much as as much as you hope they will. Oh, they but do, a small percentage, a small percentage will care more than you ever thought possible. The problem is you don't know who's who. So everybody gets a million codes. Okay. All lower right. the lower the barrier so that you know the people who want to use the codes will have the opportunity. Now, the other way to do that is just say give them ten, and if they consume them, give them another ten. Uh, but okay, well, we'll just yeah, skip over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, you had a point about bringing up Gmail, and it wasn't for me to moan and groan about their in invite system. I did, and I'm glad you got smug about being in on the beta because that's actually my point. Me being uh, smug—that's your point. I mean, that's my point. That's we what could I do a lot of shows today. about that, right? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next time. <laughs> no, the, the core, the, the core philosophy I have is that everything is in beta. And I, all the time I say, just like Gmail, it's, I'm always in beta. Um, because, because things change. So for example, I may today think that, you know, it really makes sense to put a new process in place to manage X process. Okay. And I'm clear, this is now the understanding. This is now the way we're going to do things on this team. Here are the reasons why I'm doing it. First of all, I'll probably ask if anybody has any better ideas, and, and sometimes they do. Um, but that process may change. Let's say it's a, a quarterly process. That process may change every single quarter, right? Okay. Um, it may not even stay quarterly. It may be something that, no, well, next time it's going to be six-month lag, or it's only one-month lag. Um, but but the core philosophy also, and this is not just uh, this is not just in my day to day managing you know engineering teams. It's has become just a life principle. Everything's in beta. Um, I'm I'm kind of a helpless tinkerer. I I can't help but twiddle with things and and fix things that aren't broken. Um, and that's a little bit of it. But the other part of it is knowing that <coughs> I don't know when I set out to do something a priori. A, whether it's valuable, B, whether or not it works, C, whether or not the implementation is optimal for the use case that I've got, even if I do have a clear vision in my head. Um, and I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I'm almost painfully open with my team about the fact that I don't have the answers. And so this is what we're doing, but it's in beta and it sets everybody's expectations that, you know, get used to doing something in response to this issue. It may not look like this even the next time we do it, but we've got to do something. And that 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 searching for that searching for the right answer. So, for example, uh, and this was a recent change on my team. I do so uh, uh, you know continuous integration and continuous delivery. That word continuous has a specific meaning in that context. I don't find uh, this. I know this is going to shock some people. I don't find annual HR performance reviews super helpful. <laughs> so, I mean, no, they're what not are you talking about. They're not wonderful. Cornerstone uh, of all business success. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to alienate what our I... HR friends who might be listening to this. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. What I do on my team, especially I, the I, HR people, let's be honest. <laughs> we, we, we have a process that I implement. It's called continuous reflection. Because what I want is not some annual paper that everybody fills out to check the box to get on with their day job. What I want to do is continue or start, if it needs to be started, an ongoing, a continuous conversation about our working relationship as, as employee and employer, as colleagues, as peers, as just two people, two humans that have to spend time together every day of the working week. Um, but also in service that iron sharpens iron. So part of the continuous reflection program is um, there's a survey and there are some numeric things, you know, on a scale of one to 10 rate X 
quality. Okay, so before I'm going to stop you there, just real quick, yeah. because to, to tie this up, you what you are suggesting because I've, I've been following along and I was and I'm following this thread. I'm thinking okay, I where, was following along until you went off the deep end. Uh, well, and I'm, I'm listening. And I'm like, where where is he going? What is he talking about? And what he's what you're what you're suggesting is in software development in systems and whatnot. We have this notion of continuous integration, continuous deployment or continuous delivery, depending on which acronym you want to apply. And you're also kind of looping in Agile, and you're basically saying we can take, the, you're taking those concepts and you're applying them to your, your employee review HR-ish processes. That's what you're suggesting. Yes. Hey, we do this That's over correct. here with this technical stuff. We should do it over here for the people. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. What? So what, why? Actually, yeah, why? Why and what? And actually, my my company does some very similar things that I can talk about. So, but I want to hear what you're actually doing. Yeah. So the the why behind it is again the same reason why we do continuous integration and continuous delivery. Smaller cycles make course corrections easier, mm -hmm. and it keeps you in touch with what's going on. That's, you know what else? That's really. No, 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 no. It, it, you're right. That's really the point. Um, and sorry for stomping on you there. The um, uh, one of the things that. I've noticed with with my engineers, and I think this is a generational thing. Um, me being on the on the front end, on the bleeding edge, let's say of of the millennial group. As much as I loathe identifying in that group, <laughs> uh, I think there is a trend with millennials. They want more feedback more frequently. Like they 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 actively want and and need that for a, a whole host of reasons that we could do a whole show about um and so this kind of an approach that you're describing actually jives really well with some of the some of the newer societal norms that that the younger bits of workforce actually uh want so it, it also becomes more important on a distributed team oh yeah absolutely yeah because so you I've don't got, have those I mean, touch I've, points you don't have that the, the right. daily interaction yeah, and whether we're all in the same little local community, but working out of our basement, or in my case, I've got people on three continents. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You're not in the office rubbing shoulders day to day, and so uh, you've you've got to. You know, I I think we may have we may have discussed this already, which is at some point I am sure we did. But go ahead. At some point we we did or we will discuss the idea that you you can't do everything the same way through Zoom that you do in the office doesn't work if, if no, people buy by by this point uh with respect to pandemic uh haven't figured out then they're in a lot of pain you, you, not everything translates um like my like my son who's in kindergarten who has to do you know kindergarten through zoom and then they have gym class through zoom it doesn't <laughs> some things that i'm sorry they just don't they don't translate no anyway no, i'm getting far from the point so <clears throat> There are some metrics uh, that I rely on. So there's uh, uh, satisfaction and you know self-rate your performance, rate the performance of your immediate supervisor, those, those sorts of things. There are numerics that I derive and I track over time. Um, and there are also then longer form questions. Uh, one of them being, for example, what are your professional goals and aspirations? Because I find uh, <laughs> many, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, I'm going to say most managers never ask that for their employees. They, we brought you in as a, a senior software engineer. That's what the company needs right now. That's what your job is. And if it evolves at all, that, that's, that's a lot of times happens by accident. I don't think there's enough focus on trying to figure out what makes people tick and where they want to go with their career. Um, now, 19 times out of 20, even if I know what your aspirations are, there's not much I can do to help you, but I can keep my eye out. And I can try to distribute work, not just based on relative strengths and weaknesses across the teams, but then also based on where they're trying to go, not just where they are strong now. And so, um, I find I find that's that's an appreciated uh, that's an appreciated. It's just one example of something that I that we talk about on these. Right. I, I would say the engineer is actually just as much at fault with this because we as as technicians we don't think about this a lot. I find that most engineers are just it's not that it's not important it is important but we don't prioritize it and we're just happy with i'm just i just want to sit here and write this application and do this code and i'm good with that and all this business stuff can just kind of go 
you know, take a long walk off a short bridge. We just, as a group, we tend not to care about that kind of stuff, which is problematic. Uh, I think it's a problem. Yeah, it's definitely a problem. And we need to, we need to not do that. Uh, I, most, most engineers that I speak to have made basically one decision, and that's whether or not they want to move into management. And that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, okay, secondarily, whether or not you want to do a startup, because, you know, that's, that's the world we live in. Hey, I write code. Let's go. Let's go make a company. Now I'm a CTO. <laughs> that's right. Right. There's two of us and I'm the CTO. So beyond that, though, there isn't a whole lot of thought given to the, those processes. Uh, and that is to their detriment. And so I think everyone's detriment. Well, sure. But my point is you asking that question is beneficial in a, in a couple different ways. You've got because you're you you're helping out that employee but you're also getting them to possibly think about some things that they haven't thought about before uh it's very unfortunately quite common to see engineers in their in the prime of their career 30s 40s even into their 50s and they're just they're just engineering and don't really have a game plan and if you have which <laughs> Okay, so I should clarify that because you made that I make that sound bad. That's not bad. If you have actively sat down and said, this is what I want to do. This is where I want my career to go. I am happy just writing code and I will just continue to dutifully do that until the day I retire and I will call it, call it a day and call it a win. Okay, great. As long as you've had that thought process. Most, however, don't really think that through well enough about where they want to go and what they want to do. So I think your question uh, forces the conversation, forces the self-reflection. So that's good. And it gives you the opportunity to support them. And it also helps you head off issues at the pass because, you know, if, if they can't answer the drive question or they give you certain answers, you can go, well, you know, you're, you, if you want to do that, then this isn't the right role for you. Or, you know, we need to start moving you in this direction so that you can, do what you want to do. You're missing this skill set. I mean, there's all kinds of potential pit ho- uh, pitfalls that you could uh, identify and avoid with that kind of conversation. To your point, I've I've had uh, I think at this point at least three employees who were, you know, on uh, on the more experienced end of the spectrum. Can we say um, <clears throat> who have either done a little management or seen enough of it where they're they're very happy. They're very happy as an individual contributor. They don't want management. I've had they some. Just want, yep. They just want to come in. They want to bring value through their their engineering, and everybody's happy with the arrangement. Because I've got somebody who is wildly experienced beyond beyond my own capability, who's happy oh, where they are. I don't so have to worry to, about it. To talk to about me that way, that's it's, that's really yeah, that's really yeah. sweet. And the third person, yeah, that no, you're you're going to be one of the other examples I saw. Oh, later. okay, great. Uh, <laughs> but I've also had I've also had uh, greenhorns come in. They don't, maybe this is their second, third job. They don't know what they want. They're happy doing what they're doing for the time being. And they say, I don't know what my, I don't want what my goals are. Great. If you have an epiphany, hopefully, because I know people are not routinely thinking about this. Here's a reminder that it's something would benefit you to think about. If you come to a realization, we can talk about it next time. Um, and then I've also had folks that have been honest and said, you know what? I'm an individual contributor. I'd like to move towards management someday. I've been able to uh, orchestrate things and give them that opportunity um, and, and give them promotions into those roles because I knew, I knew it was on their mind. So I kept it on my mind. I gave them um, little exercises along the way to validate that you know, they, they, were, um, they had the potential, that they had the capability to, to perform in that capacity. When the opportunity came along, I already had a plan. I knew what to do. I just put it in motion. Everybody's happy. Um, and so that's just, that's just one of the things, you know, it's a, it's a whole, um, the, the continuous reflection, the survey itself is, is pretty in depth, but, um, just as an example, that's, that's how the kind long, of things that we talk about. There. How long is this, how long is the survey and how often you don't have to give me every, every item, but how long is it <clears> and how, so how long does it take to fill out and how often are they filling it out? We, I have said quarterly for now about the last year or two, 
And there were two cases where we skipped one. So it was actually a six month interval between. Um, it's a PowerPoint, believe it or not, because the structure of this, I hand, I, everybody on the team gets the same survey. They fill it out in line and then send it back to their direct reporting manager. And then there's a follow-up one-to-one call for an hour reviewing the survey. So I'm not just, I'm not just taking time. And I, I think most folks spend an hour or two maybe at most doing this. Um, they probably think about it for a little more, you know, shower thoughts and so forth. Yeah, the actual sure, filling sure. it out probably takes an hour. Um, they send it back to their, their reporting manager, and then there's a one-to-one call to discuss. So that's why it's a PowerPoint A. Um, the numerics, you know, the things rate one to 10, or are you satisfied? One, one question I always ask, would you recommend working here to a friend? Right. So that's a, that's a, a good, you basically uh, good net information promoter to have score by proxy. yourself. Are you, are you right. NPSing um, yourself? Congrats. So, nice. so there are typically, um, there are typically four pages, four, four actual pages, uh, four, four slides in the deck, uh, with, with questions, with, with fields for comment. Um, one is focused on the, um, one's focused on the team member rating, uh, introspecting on themselves, their performance, their goals, that sort of thing. Um, one is based on them kind of a 360 review, uh, similar questions for their manager. So do they think, uh, you know, they have any issues, anything they want to talk about? Um, one is on our, uh, our immediate team. Um, so I, I oversee four small teams. Um, whether they, whether our team is, is just their, their uh, small unit or, or my larger organization. Uh, but there's a team page. And then the last page is for the entire company, for the entire enterprise. There are some questions there about the, the overall corporate um, environment. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the structure of it. Um, and I think, I think at most there's six prompts on a, on a slide and there's, and there's four slides in the deck that, that actually have, um, that actually have, have content. And then there's a free form at the end, freestyle. And I did put the peanut butter jelly, the dancing banana gif on the page that says freestyle because of course, you of course I, because, would, I would do that because you are of that age demographic that would do <laughs> because, that because because freestyle yeah and then and then, um, and then all the damn kids roll their eyes at you all these zoomers yeah, yeah. Uh, but but i i put it in i put it in powerpoint because it's different first and foremost right we're going to be reviewing it during a meeting and i share my screen i share powerpoint and say okay we're, let's talk about this slide um you know do you have any supplemental do you have any other information to give me on this and then uh, we work through it. So that's one reason it's in PowerPoint. The other reason it's in PowerPoint is because it's different. I want to shake people out of their daily drudgery. I want to distinguish this from the annual HR review, which is more of a box to check. Even me, it's kind of a box to check. It's not a meaningful exercise. You do get out of it what you put into it to some degree, but it's just, it's hard to really, <laughs> it's hard to really get a lot of ROI out of those activities in most cases. Um, so do you, and then you I also, I litter the thing. It's the language is casual. Uh, every, you know, it's, it's a, it's a deck. So every, every slide has a title and subtitle format. Um, I'll put a title like the team and then I'll, I'll make some, I'll just, I'll just be funny. I'll be campy. I'll be witty. I'll be just silly with the subtitle. You know, if the title is the team subtitle might be, uh, you know, uh, better than the Justice League, but not as good as the Avengers or yeah, it just weird. <laughs> just I try to be colorful. I try to get people's guard down. Um, the questions themselves are meaningful. They see me taking it seriously. So I just try to keep it light, personable. Um, and then all that, you know, changes. So the reason that, you know, going back to the point that this is so this is the continuous reflection exercise. And then uh, once they're all in for a given cycle, um, I will take all of the all of the numeric, all of the rating style questions, and then I'll compile those into a, um, uh, a transparency report. And I share that out with the team and my boss um, and say, look, here are the trend over the last several quarters. Um, here's how we're scoring on the metrics. And then at the end, uh, that's the, the quantitative. And then at the end, I'll do a qualitative analysis and say, here are the things that I heard from multiple people. I, you know, these are anonymous. These don't go outside of our team. Um, these are only shared with, with managers straight up you know, with, with my folks. Um, but if I hear the same thing from more than one person, or if I hear one person make a really good point, um, that may come out in an anonymized format in the qualitative analysis. Um, and then of course I share this with, uh, with my manager, um, for, for visibility, because I think it's, it's, and it, the whole thing is, is oriented towards 
producing actionable intelligence. So are um, you and actually doing so more than annually? Okay, so are you actually soliciting for um, uh, feedback on others? Do do they actually have an opportunity to say, you know, they're they're evaluating themselves? Obviously, they're evaluating the manager. They're evaluating the company per se. Do they actually get the opportunity where you ask them, you know, what about your coworkers? That, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because this is why the process is in beta. I've done this now for, I think, about 18 months. We've got four or five of these. Like I said, we skipped a quarter or two here or there. Um, a, quarterly was a little too often. But we there were two times that we skipped a quarter and it went six months. That felt too long. So I told, I told the whole team, hey, thanks for this last, we did this last round in October. Thanks. I appreciate your participation. We got some really good intel, you know, really good actionable conversation out of this. Um, we're going to drop down to three a year. So we're going to do it every four months now as, mm. a, as a balance between okay. quarterly and, and semi-annual. The other thing is, no, there was no, it, it wasn't 360. It was like 180. It was, it was up and up and down only. Um, and so one cool. of the other things, uh, and, and I was just very clear with the team, this is good. Uh, but it's it it needs more. So we're going to turn it. We're going to do a little more of a 360 style, um, where we have some bi-directional uh, reviews taking you know reflections taking place, um, you know both horizontally and vertically. I'm also going to change the format of the questions. You know, I always ask, what are your professional goals and aspirations? And for most people, that never changes, and it becomes it becomes a box to check. It becomes a question that I don't get good answers for because. Uh, really, is, are your professional aspirations going to change over a three-month period? Probably not. No. And so um, I'm going to change it. We're going to do a little more of a 360. Um, and I'm also going to include in the 360, I have um, kind of consolidated job descriptions, not official job descriptions, but but for my team, I have um, high-level, you know, Campbell's condensed soup version job descriptions for everybody. Um, that are you know public within my group, um, and so those are going to form the basis for a little more of a 360 oriented exercise when we do these again, um, probably in February uh, to kick off 21. Um, but that's every time we have done it, the questions have changed. Every time we've done it, things were added or removed. Every time we've done it, um, it's 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 a different experience, and something is always changing. And this is going to be the biggest change since the program was was piloted. Um, this will be the biggest change going to uh, uh, three times a year with a little more of a 360 bent based on the JDs. Um, and I think I think the the feedback I got in in you know announcing this to the team was largely positive. I think I think people think that's a that's a good direction for this to go. Um, but we'll you know again back to the back to the Gmail beta. This is just the 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 current. I'm, this is on my mind because I'm currently working on this. Uh, it's in beta, just like Gmail. And I always say it, just like Gmail, it's in beta um, because <laughs> I think it's important. The principle, again, back not rules, but principles, the principle here is that we ought to think about these questions and we ought to have these conversations absent support and, in, uh, um, and provocation from leadership, they will not happen. And so if it's something that I find very, very critical to the success of the team and and team morale and culture um, and just the collegiate attitude that we have is partially based on this. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It matters that I'm doing it and it matters that I'm trying to make it better every time. So rather than just set something up and then let it run, I'm constantly reevaluating and it takes time to keep everything in beta like that. Um, but I think it's ultimately really impactful. Um, because I'm I'm not chasing perfection. I'm just I'm just chasing progress, and that's I mean that's what we do here, right? We're trying to suck less with, yeah, with suck uh, less. on refactored. So suck less. That's my. So you're sucking a little bit less. So this this thing that you that you feed up, you you have your own process inside the organization, and then what you condense it down into some digestible format that upper management makes you follow, or do you have a custom format that you're delivering to them as well? No, this is this is not the organization at large. This is me and my team. This is me driving this. Um, so uh, I delivered when we started, when we had enough, finally, once we had a couple of quarters of data, I started putting the report together. Um, so I show, you know, quantitative trends and so forth. And then I show qualitative, which is usually specific to that, that particular period of time, that quarter or whatever. 
Um, mm-hmm. I do that for two reasons. Number one, uh, I think it's valuable. I, part of the reason I create that report is, is you know, I, I report to the CTO. Um, I, I think that um, I think it's it's reasonable that he see that um, and have that have that visibility. Um, but I also share it back with the team because what I found over the first couple iterations of this, it was very one way. We got great feedback, we got great ideas, we got great conversation up the chain, and then nothing. Right. I, I was asking the team to spend real time and thought on this and meet mm-hmm. about it and think about it and gather this information. And then nothing went back out. Um, right. And, which and is I your got, fault. I got a, which is, which is my fault. <laughs> yeah, and I got, I got a very, <laughs> so you're trying to turn it into a negative. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I didn't think that through. Um, <laughs> uh, so I got very positive feedback the first time I sent out that. And I call it the continuous reflection transparency report. Um, the first time I shared that back out, I got, I, feedback. Hey, thanks for doing this. This is helpful. This is the piece we were missing, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it turns into a nice little virtue. And I think adding the 360, um, I don't know exactly I'm going to pull that off yet, uh, but I think, I think that's going to close the loop. We're going to be really close to, um, at least for this cycle, right? Because it's in beta. Um, I, think, I think we're really getting uh, close to something special with the format. Um, Nice, but that's all. That's all in service of this idea that everything's in beta. You know, I, I had a need. I tried something. Uh, it was more good than bad, so I iterated and I did it again. I, and every time that first that first slide of the of the deck changes with in instructions for how to fill it out and what to do and where to do it because <laughs> the process changes. Um, but it's it's a, it's a valuable exercise, and so um, and so that's why uh, I, I just wanted to. This this always in beta status has been on my mind lately, um, because I don't I, I think it's it helps mentally prime you to guard against um, stasis. Well, that's I mean I've, that's a whole concept in and of itself. You know, always always improving, failing forward. You know, continuous improvement, failing forward. You're getting all John Maxwelly on me. Well, I mean it. I mean yes. Amazing, but no, I'm actually thinking more about software. Uh, conceptually failing forward, if you if you push out a new release and it's and it's squirrely, don't roll it back. Figure out what's squirrely and push a new release after that to fix it. You know, you you want to avoid rollback situations because they are bad for a whole a whole menagerie of reasons. Uh, so this, this process that you're doing, are you, are you coordinating it at all with HR? Like, have you talked with HR about it, shown what you're doing and tried to get them? Hey guys, you can make your process suck a little less. Uh, I have, I have shared it, uh, with, with, uh, somebody in HR for visibility, um, because I know, um, uh, I know she's, um, interested in process improvement, employee engagement, and those sorts of things. Um, so I have shared that over and, and what they make of it is fine. I mean, if, if, if other people, there are a lot of things I do differently with my team that nobody else does. And I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't have, um, it's not, it's not just doing the thing. It's the attitude with which you do it. And it's the spirit that it's done. And it's the way that it's done, not just that you're doing it, but how you're doing it, why you're doing it. Um, it's not just that you're doing it. And so I don't know that this process would even necessarily be appropriate across the wider organization. Now I'm, I'm sharing it with my boss because I think uh, it's something he should have visibility on. I'm sharing it with, with HR because uh, I think it's something they would be interested to know is happening. Um, but I, I don't necessarily advocate that others follow or that HR does something similar or, or anything like that. Maybe I should. Um, Maybe I should take more of a uh, more of a leadership role in that capacity. I've, I've seen it do good things for my team, but again, it just because it works on my team, right? I mean, that's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was just curious uh, to if if you had talked about what kind of feedback you got. It, the broader you do those kinds of things, the more watered down and formulaic they tend to be. So we uh-huh. have a. Um, we had a similar experience where I'm at now. We have, they were doing, uh, they attempted quarterlies and that didn't work. And then they went to six months and even that hasn't happened either. And I, uh, 
Uh, there's a number of reasons for that. I think one of the reasons that it's not happening is that um, it's not perceived as valuable up and down the chain. And so I think it is just simply getting pushed off. I mean, really, it, that's really the, 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 I think the, the determining factor, you know, whether or not you do the thing, is it useful or, or not in a, in a smaller organization? You know, and you, you even have the same thing, the microcosmic thing happening because you're doing it inside of your team. If it wasn't useful for your team, your team would push back. You would say, yeah, I'll deal with it later. And, you know, so we're, we're seeing, we're seeing that kind of a, of a reaction. And so I think that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not as useful, but, um, that's a total sidebar. What I found interesting was that you mentioned going, you were trying every quarter and that was too much. And then you said every six months and that was too long. And you've settled on every four. We kind of have done the same pattern. We, we're at the six month window right now. And that felt too long, even though yeah. we haven't done anything with it. So um, I actually was thinking about every four months. And so it's interesting that you, that you tried that. Um, well, just, just like continuous delivery, continuous integration, you want the cycles to be short. Um, but this is not a process that's automated. So right. I can't do this every hour, right? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a balance. And a lot of the, um, and like I said, a lot of the questions, they don't change that often. Um, but you've got to have it short enough, though, that you can't. And one of the reasons that I do it this way is one of the reasons I think the HR uh, reviews fail is because you can't remember a whole year. If you do a review of the last year, like everybody else, you're going to remember the start of it and the end of it. And the stuff in the middle is going to get lost in a fog. And you're yeah. not going to actually be able to realistically introspect on a 12-month span that's too much time. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's balancing how well, with how much fidelity you remember the period in question um, versus how often I'm asking you to take an hour or two out of your week to do this thing that is, that is on the face. It's, it's, it's indirectly productive at best. That's being kind. Um, this is not billable time, right? This is not this is not cap dev. This is this mm. is admin. This is overhead on the PNL, mm -hmm. um, and so it's trying to balance that. The, you know those two, um, those two things. And when we did it six months at a time, we did that twice. It was by accident, because we, we didn't have time to administrate it in the in the the, the quarter in between. Um, and it's just if it was too it was too much. So yeah, we, we'll we'll try four months this time. It's beta. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Do you have uh, do you have objectives hooked into it at all? Personal objectives or department objectives or anything like that? No, no. So, um, okay, not, why? not yet. Okay, okay, not yet. What you're, so you're the thinking the, about it? the objectives the objectives will come in on this next cycle. So the last one we did was the 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 Q four review that was that was administered in October. We would ordinarily be scheduled for one in January. Um, like I said, we'll probably start in February with the next round going, going four months. Um, it has been, Hey, think about yourself. Think about your boss and your relationship with your boss. Think about our team. Think about the company. Those were the four kind of mm -hmm. pillars of the exercise. I want to take it. There's still going to be a lot of that in there. That's still going to be a core piece of the format, but overlaying it are going to be the KPIs from the JD. So I am going to, we are going to layer in objectives. We are going to um, concretify. We're going to solid, solidify. So We're going to ground is the word I'm looking for. We're going to ground assessment of those pillars on the KPIs from the job description. So that way, and that's also, if, if you don't know what somebody's job description is, how are you expected to rate somebody else's performance? And so with those with those new consolidated uh, JDs, I'm able to to blend this with sort of a 360 exercise, and I'll get both that that lateral review step as well as that grounded um, uh, grounded analysis with with those objectives. So I haven't done that yet, but that'll be um, maybe I'll be able to talk about that in um, in a month or two. Oh, uh, uh, so objectives, let's clarify that a little bit uh, because I misinterpreted maybe slightly. Uh, what I'm grounding this on is I haven't done objectives to this point, and I'm not interested okay. in that. What I am going to ground this on are the KPIs, and that's mm -hmm. why I came up with my own JDs. Um, it's funny we bring this up today because uh, we talked last week about limiting length of resumes and why you would want to do that. 
I limit my JDs to one page. This includes a very healthy header with the company logo and the title of the position and all of this sort of thing. It includes a footer where our uh, corporate mission, vision, and values are, are represented in the footer. I have a, a one-paragraph expository that explains the overview of the position and then a few KPIs. That is the entire JD. You look at the ones from HR and they are, you know, it's, it's word soup. Right. I was going to say, they're, they're, um, bullet, they're bullet hell. <laughs> they are. They are. And there's a whole bunch of stuff in here about equal opportunity. And like, yes, that's all. That's, that's not incorrect. Um, What's well, mandatory is, stuff? It's, 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 it's right. It's, it's mandatory boilerplate, and it becomes designed by committee. So they're very bloated, and they're bloated to the point where they're not super useful anymore. Yeah. What I do, and I don't think, oh, well, every Tuesday do this, and you must have five years of C++, and it's, KPI is get your job done, support the releases, support production, and whatever else. You know, it's it's three or four bullets. That's it. They're high level. They are high level, and they are more qualitative. An objective would be a, a quantitatively measurable, whereas whereas my KPIs are are qualitative, but they cut to the core of what it is you need to be doing throughout the day. Um, and so it's on those basis that the KPIs will form the grounding for this next iteration. Um, Rather than, as I see, oh, now, you're okay. talking so, about yeah. specific objectives. So we we optimize the personal, database to personal objectives. It's personal, you know, personal stretch goal objectives. Right, you know, your right, traditional right. and in, the traditional sense of a, of an HR. Yeah, and this is and this is this is modifying according to lines defined by feedback. So one of the things I do there's there's a hey uh, the first few times I did this I asked the the last question on the survey was is this survey helpful. Did you find any questions particularly poignant? Did you find any questions particularly useless? I mean, that was a lot of the early definition mm -hmm. of this process was asking for the meta feedback. Um, and so that's, that's a critical piece of being in beta is listening to your users, mm -hmm. uh, your, your, your team members in this case, and help you build a better process because you think something looks good on paper and then you send it out there and people are like, what is this? This is not helpful. This is not actually, I even had one guy, um, he crossed the he he uh, did strike through on my question and said <laughs> and said that's a bad question. Here's the question you should ask instead. And then he gave me an answer to that question. Well, guess what? The last survey that went out had his question on it because he was right. And it's like, dude, thank you. Mm -hmm. That is like, and and that's part of the reason I'm I'm not doing. Here's a PDF form that has blah blah. No, it's. It's it's an editable format. I'm trying to I'm trying to get people out of their normal and get their guard down and and empower them to make it better for everybody. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, that's cool. No, that that okay. So so the KPIs that you're gonna do are gonna tie back to your to your very short, succinct job description. And so it's basically it's not gonna be it's not gonna be an achievement objectives as an achievement ladder you know okay i i reached a now go for b now go for c it's mm -hmm. here's what you're supposed to be doing are you doing it yes no mm -hmm. well, even later here's what you're supposed to be doing are you doing it yes no and so it's always right. just like are you meeting the expectations it's it's not yeah, it's not it's climbing sort of it's just it's like a it's a health check right. Right. Now there's still still going to be all the other stuff. There's still going to be some of the qualitative, you know, uh, quantitative questions, rate on one to 10, whatever thing. There's oh, for still sure. going to be some open-ended. No, what I'm, I'm talking specifically about the, objectives. I, yeah, I, I was right, focusing right. on the objective part. Yeah, there aren't going to, there aren't going to be specific objectives. I don't think, I don't think ever. Um, I Good. think it's just going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. He, he, he said humbly. I, I think uh, it's, it's going to be grounded on the KPIs, which is, which is where it should be. Yeah. Um, and then, and then that's what helps us turn this from a getting good information to the top and sharing nothing else. It helps us mutate this into a really more of a 360, a little more of an interactive process, which has always been the goal, mm -hmm. um, is a discussion, not a, not a lecture, not a report. It's a discussion. And that's, you know, we just have this artifact that we have the means of making it a, dis you know, the means of, of administering it, but that's not what the process is. Um, and so, uh, you know, just to bring it back, bring it back to the beginning. Um, even the even the JDs, uh, I asked for feedback. Look here, you know the JD, the, the meat of the JD is a one paragraph overview and then three or four bullets. That's it. That's that's all I literally have room for in the template. So it's got to be concise. Um, and I asked for feedback, and and I got some feedback. No, this is this is good. And my thinking there was, uh, this is what you should be spending your time on. These are your KPIs. This is what you should be doing. This is what your job should look like. 
if that's not what you're doing, then it's not, and I didn't phrase it, if that's not what you're doing, we have a problem, come to my office. What I phrased it was, I'm doing this, this is the first time I'm defining the JDs in this way. If this is not what you're doing or think you should be doing, let's talk. Because either I'm out of touch with how you actually spend your time, or you're, through no fault of your own, distracted doing things that I don't find valuable, or we disagree on what your job should be, what it ought to be. So there, there could be a delta between uh, what I think it ought to be and what you think it ought to be. There could be a delta between what we agree it ought to be and what it actually is in reality, in which case, okay, that's a problem we need to go solve too. So that in itself was a good exercise to get everybody on the same page. And now we can use it in the continuous reflection in the CR um, to make it more of an interactive 360 type exercise. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, and I'll, you know, when we, when we do iterate the next round and, and get everything collated, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it again. Yeah. I would love to hear back your, these job descriptions that you're writing, are they actually going on the, like through HR? No, they are not. No, no. So this is all are, into, okay. So this is, this an is all internal. internal too. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did now when I prep those JDs, I sent those to the same person in HR and I said, Hey, just FYI. I think the ones we have on file are suck. They are they are legally reviewed, but they're not super helpful. So just for your information, know that I'm, you know, privately distributing these to my team uh, because I find value in 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 defining them this way. Um, and so, and no, I don't expect, uh, I, I don't expect anybody to do the same thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking for like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to solve the company's problems. I'm trying to solve my organization's problems. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and that's really where this, now, if at some point somebody looks at it and says, Hey, well, somebody else should be doing, we should be doing, let's share this. Let's, I'm an open book, please. I, I love to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first got to this company, um, some folks were asking me about my hiring practices and so I'm an open book. I would, I love to discuss that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not jamming it down anybody's throats. And honestly, I don't have time through, I don't have time to. So I share the stuff with my boss. If he thinks it needs wider distribution, then, then I'll make that part of my day to day. But I, I don't, uh, I'm just trying to scratch my own back here. Right. Right. And that's, I, I think it's very that, selfish. That's really what to wrap to put this in a bow. It's Chris is selfish. Well, that's, it's, well, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's, there's real, there's real wisdom in that because I think a lot of people look at these processes, like take this job description thing. I bet a lot of people would look at that and go, man, it'd be really helpful if I could write my own job descriptions for my review process. But the job descriptions are owned by HR. So I have to go, if I want to do this, then I have to go and change the job description. The HR. Well, no, no, you don't. Like you, you can. You can do things inside of your own space as long as it's cordoned off. Generally, that's mm-hmm. okay. Occasionally, mm-hmm. you'll run into these little, these little stupid turfy battles. But I mean, those tend to reflect pretty badly on the on the aggressor, you know, the initiator. Like yeah. if we play, if we hypothetical, well, and part this of the out, issue is, go ahead. One of the issues is what? Well, what well part of the issues is that I have folks on my team. You know, the job descriptions are by title. That you know, think of that. That's a that's a that's a hash keyed by title. Mm. Uh, the value is a word doc. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the, the job description is based on title. Well, and I have in my books. organization, I have some titles that are unique to my organization, but I also have a lot of folks on my team who share a title with 20 other people in the company under other leaders. So if I want to go and make a change to those job descriptions, not mm-hmm. only do I need to get HR and legal on board and everybody else, but I've also got to make sure that the other leaders in the software services division are comfortable with those edits. And it becomes more of a group exercise. It becomes, it's like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to solve those problems because I'm not going to realistically get those JDs where I want them, even if nobody got in my way. Mm-hmm. It's just not realistic, right? There are certain things that need to be in the JD that goes out that is official, that is on file with HR. Uh, for legal reasons and otherwise, um, I'm not willing to spend my time rewriting that or putting it in mind. It's not helpful. What I want is this, and I probably shouldn't even call it a JD. I should probably come up with another name for it just to delineate the ambiguity there so that nobody ever gets confused. Um, but but these are these are for a separate purpose. These are to orient people day to day. These are not to show to a prospective employee uh, in order to you know be part of the formal process or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, now that we're talking about, it, I really should, I really should just rename them. That might get me into trouble someday if I don't rename, rename what your, your internal, so not your... call them, not call them job descriptions, call them something uh... else because the JD is something that HR owns. That's on file. That's a technical, I mean, that is a, 
that's a like a legal document yeah, almost. You call um, them I, call them role responsibilities. <laughs> Just come up with a synonym for role, job, yeah. a synonym job. for description, and you're and you're good. Uh, I'll call them the, the DJs. The description of job, <laughs> description of jobs, uh, uh, job description, uh, work explanation, work explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now I want to pop over my thesaurus here and, and find. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing in my head. Like, okay, what? <laughs> oh, and by the way, I did look at a dictionary after our last chat, and Uh-oh. we were both wrong. But I'll say you were more right on the difference between sympathy and empathy. So I, I didn't I have, have to, the I definition have to see that point. I did. I had it. So the funny thing is, I had just done a presentation for my for my team, which is which is consultants. Uh, so slightly different audience. And, uh, we were talking about how to, um, talking about relating and and interacting and, you know, the empathic quotient, your EQ. And I wanted to make sure I laid out the distinction between sympathy and empathy because it's, it makes a big difference, (laughs) makes a big difference. Um, And the difference really, the difference really seems to be, uh, experience right the, the the way the way i read the the definitions um it, you sympathize you're trying to put yourself in somebody's shoes when you're empathizing you you know how they feel because you've been in those shoes and that's i think that's right. the and that's why i say the, the, the point nugget. is yours the yep. point is yours on that one because that was that's the core of what you you were wrong in every way you warranted represented and explained it uh, all of your <laughs> words and your face were all wrong but your, the core of what you were getting at was was right so I'll mm. see that one I'll see that one okay um, <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm looking I'm actually looking at the stars now I actually mm-hmm. like work sketch I'm actually kind work of sketch I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of vibing on work sketch I work did sketch. I did synonyms for description. Sketch came up in the list. Work sketch. Uh, uh, work. Confession. Yeah, we could have a. We could have a. We could have a sesh on your work sketch. That would get. get sesh on your work sketch. Oh, okay. We could have a sesh on the sketch. I hit. By the way, there's this. You have to. You have to. Okay, Rachel everything. Ray. You have. Sesh. You can't say vacation, right? It's vacay. I cannot stand this practice. I will have it. Wait, is this publicly. a thing that your company like on phone calls? You have employees who say vacay. No, or just audibly? just a societal a societal trend in language. People are shortening words that mm. just say the word. I don't. I'm cranky old man. That's fine, but I don't want to vacay. What do you get out of here? Apparently, there are. Uh, uh, so my 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 parent company is based in California, and apparently, Cali is not something that Californians say. So they say, oh. and, and allegedly, yet, allegedly, and yet. A couple of them do say Cali, and so now I'm totally confused about. Mm. But they're all crazy out there anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah, work sketch. Go with that. I like work sketch. Yeah. Um, well, that's good stuff, man. I uh, I'm actually I I, I kind of want to see your template now because <laughs> what we do right now is definitely not working, and I think what you're describing would be a much much better fit for you know, what we're, what we're trying to accomplish. And I'm wondering if I can positives and negatives working with a smaller company. So, so your company's rather big, you know, you've, you've comparatively, a, comparatively. I mean, there's, I mean, yeah, we're, we're mid cap, but we're, we're an enterprise. Yeah. So. I would say, I mean, yes. And you've, you're venture backed and I mean, you've got a couple hundred excluding the temporary workers inside your field. It's, it's a couple hundred full-time workers in there right how big oh, more than that yeah. more than that you think yeah. you're over a thousand you think you're over a thousand full-timers uh no across? under a thousand um but but uh f- both corporate full-time and then seasonal we you know maybe between 1500 and 3000 totally. i think corporate staff over 500 okay so you've got a cor- okay so let's focus in on that so you have a corporate staff of 500 so yeah. i'm in a consulting agency they're all corporate types um, actually, interestingly, you know, you talked about people who did management and wanted to get back out of that, um, and wanted to do hands-on, uh, FYI, if you are, if you like being hands-on, but have a taste or a flair for some of the management ish consulting is totally a great way to go because you get to do that. You get that interpersonal and that management skill when you interact with the client. So, uh, just as a, 
just as a sidebar. But anyway, okay. So you're 500 corporate employees. It, it's it's like anything else. You take a step back. You look at what 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 problem are you trying to solve, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's a temptation. I'll admit I do it. I do it on a probably a daily basis. Uh, there's some idea in my head. There's some pain in my brain. I have brain pain, and then immediately I'm thinking, yeah. okay, this tool or that tool. That that's the wrong way to think about this. No, identify clearly define the problem you're trying to solve come up with some requirements on that and then go see if maybe there's a tool that'll fit what you need or you got to do something yourself. And so often we revert and so often uh, our, my team members invert, oh, well, look at this tool. Uh, no, we're talking high level here. We're not talking tools. We're talking like solutions here, solution space, not tactical. And it's tough when you're technical, um, not only because you know you have the curse of knowledge, you know how this stuff works on the mm-hmm. wire, mm-hmm. Um, but also because we're, you know, we're in a knowledge work industry. And so there's this unspoken drive for everybody to kind of subliminally prove how much they know as if that's going to save their job instead of actual execution, because you spend any time in the startup space, you know, that ideas are worthless. Execution is everything, mm. but there's, you know, you're a knowledge worker. And so there's always this temptation to try to knowledge drop is that a term uh yeah. show off maybe is a more blunt way to put it yeah between that and brain pain i keep thinking you know what it just goes to show people with brain damage are the real heroes in the end aren't they at the end of the day brave <laughs> <laughs> you lost me at brain pain that's, that's all i was thinking and then and then no. you started talking and then you started talking about the 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 mental the mental masturbation of some startup Types that want to, you know, solutionize and you know, proselytize, and uh, that's where my head went. Sorry, my wife and I talk. Like we got three kids now, and it's always it's always the conversation. Like these these, you know, uh, Bill Cosby, whatever he was later found out to be accused of, whatever. I, I'm not getting into that, but uh, back in the day, he had this stand up that is it. just epic. Uh, it's called himself. And in there, he has this bit where he said, this is because all children have brain damage. And, you know, he goes on this. <laughs> the funny, if you're a parent, it's a, that's a funny one to They're watch. They're the real if heroes. Set as, if you can set aside the, you know, the other, that's you know, right. Bill Cosby thing. Um, well, I mean, so. you got to be able to separate. You got to be able to separate. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're running a few minutes long. Good stuff, man. All right. Appreciate yeah. your time. Well, hey, we want to start. I want to start. I'm going to start. I will start. Let's let's let me reset this. Right? Okay. This is not a conversation. It's not a debate. Right. It's not a discussion, Frank. Mm. All right. Frankford. All right. Frankathy. This is it's, it's me telling Frank. you that I'm doing this now, okay. uh, which is I'm going to start doing a pick. Um, okay. And uh, my pick this week is a as a podcast. I'm a podcast junkie. Okay. Uh, my podcast pick this week is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh, a podcast pick. Okay, so this is recommended yeah. listening is what you're talking about. Uh, well, this week, next week, you know, I might, I might do a book or an, a program or something, but this week uh, I want to recommend Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. You go to uh, dancarlin.com. He's got two or three shows, but Hardcore History is his main bread and butter. Um, it drops once or twice a year, maybe, but they're like these five-hour epics um, on uh, different topics. He does series right now. He's wrapping up a series on the uh, Pacific Theater of World War II. Um, if that sounds interesting, uh, go listen. Um, it, the guy is the guy is one of the best storytellers. I mean, he's just he's, he's like a radio guy in the '80s, and and now he's doing this. But he's uh, I could just I could listen to that guy all day. It's 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 a great uh, is a great show. Go get yourselves augmented, people. Super augmented, silent, and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. <laughs> oh, this is going to become a thing. Oh, this, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping. I got all ki- I got all kinds of nonsense here. Okay, so so backstory before we go, just just so you know, I what I what you are hearing is a collection of the stuff that I have pulled over the years. Honestly, it's from my gaming because I used to I used to manage a Team Fortress Two server, and I would be in there adminning, and that we had a tool called Half Life DJ or HL DJ, and it allowed you before the advent of Discord and and all this modern tooling. It was the in-game audio that you would use and it hooked into the game and allowed you to pipe. It would automatically, well, you put hotkey it and it would play and pipe audio clips through the, uh, through the in-game audio. And it would, you had to, you had to record them. Like you had to be at a certain bit rate and you had to downsample it and all this stuff. So they sounded grainy as hell, but just random internet smack talking in the middle of a match 
you know so it was it was like it was like vent but with like a virtual input interface that you could pipe things into yeah yeah exactly and so you would so so i collected over the years just uh, you know a whole bunch of just random stuff and so you've heard a couple well the two you heard there are actually from my some from uh some of my other games that i've played but i've got a whole bunch of other random stuff in here that will probably pop in from time to time so yeah, as opportunity no no I, no, no, no. I, for years for years i have wanted a soundboard to be able to do this during meetings uh and i have i have told everybody if i ever buy a soundboard just so quit I, because so I, I don't t- trust myself <laughs> i don't trust myself not to turn every single conference call into a morning zoo show you are, I, just, you, I don't trust myself you are power. you are in you are you are out of luck then my friend because i'm you're i mean i've got a digital soundboard right now and i'm probably going to be buying a hardware-based version of this thing to that's fine as long as i don't have access to <laughs> and then it i'm going to show I you cannot be trusted. i will i will i will just because you will have to listen i'll make it a show topic even though i promised i wouldn't get all meta with our show topics <laughs> i will go meta for this one just to put the knowledge in your brain and totally foobar all of your meetings from just here to completely on out. curse me with everything i need to be able to yeah. deploy this this weapon of mass distraction because on my own Let's let's be honest. How many times have you been in a meeting where somebody has said something incredibly stupid and you have thought, let's be honest, it happens all the time. And, and that's a show, folks. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. I'll see you next Thank week, you. buddy. Cheers. Later, Later man.